What's up, KD Time friends? Welcome back to another episode of KD Time. That's sometimes weekly, but mostly timely podcast for each and every podcast fan. I am your host, KD, and on this podcast series, what do I usually say? I bring all kinds of topics to this table from discussing culture, movies, TV shows, music, sports, food, and of course, general nostalgia. Join in the fun, share, hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. In this episode, if you remember from the last one, I mentioned another guest. I know, right? More guests? Yes, absolutely. I was so glad to be able to speak with Amy Ayers about her life as a writer and all the ups and downs that entails. Check out her story just now. Well, Amy, welcome to KD Time, and welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. So, you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, um, I mostly uh, have been just promoting my book, because Mm -hmm. (laughs) just putting it out there right now. Um, I've been a writer for quite some time, and last year I finally decided to self-publish something, and I'm just sort of really excited about the transition um, from writer to self-published author and mm-hmm. um, talking to people about that process. And um, my book, Starsick, is out now on Amazon. And it's um, it's like a parodic sci-fi novel uh, that I like talking to people about because it's very strange. And I like that. People, some people think it's weird. And that was the goal. So <laughs> to write something weird. So I did my job, I think. Um, and I just like talking to people about it, giving them, you know, the background on it, all that fun stuff. So nice. So you wrote, you write sci-fi novels. I actually, I can't, I'm kind of a genre hopper. Okay. Um, I write, I'm actually currently writing like a contemporary fantasy novel <laughs> and I've Ooh. written, uh, like a comic romance. I kind of just go all over the place because I'm more about like ideas I think, um, and then the genre sort of comes to me after the idea, because I think, well, what what kind of world would this idea be most interesting, I think? And with this book, I sort of became a sci-fi author because mm-hmm. I did a lot of research on writing sci-fi because I really wanted to write a sci-fi novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I guess the answer is yes, and right now, <laughs> until I come up with something else that isn't sci-fi. I'm currently a sci-fi writer. Nice, nice. Okay, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. I, like we spoke in um via email, which I'm very happy so so thankful that you got back to me and I'm sorry that for the wait again. Um no, no, I I was like, "Oh, snap, she's a writer." I I know that I want to break into the writing 
world, I do have one novella that I've written. Awesome. I'm, I'm like working on the drafts and I'm trying to, I think my, the biggest thing that's holding me back is I want it to be perfect, but I also want it to make sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, it's not really, well, I guess it's like a romance, but not like, um, what's, what's those, you remember those books with the guy with his hair flowing on the, on the cover? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the bottom script, like, the one where his hair, he doesn't have a shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's I, I think they do consider that uh, romance still. Yeah. It's not, it's that, it's not that <laughs> romantic, but it's, it's got a romantic feel. It's, um, it's sort of just a story about a, a girl who meets a guy and, and then they, you know, get to know each other over the course of a few days. Like really, it's like, it's like a movie, but in book form where they really, talk for at least three or four days straight and then you know there's a conflict and then you know yeah that sounds about right like a rom-com situation where they have like a meet cute you know where they meet and then yeah you feel (laughs) (laughs) just like saying that the meet cute so um yeah so i have been working on that and i i was so excited to like talk to a writer i mean oh yeah you know I, um, so you said you self-published. What was that like? I did. Oh, that was a process. Um, Mm -hmm. mostly because, well, a few years back, I, I was working on a lot of different projects at once and I just kind of got it in my mind that I wasn't really considering myself an author because I wasn't published. And that's like sort of like a roadblock. I feel like a lot of writers have that, like, you talk to friends and family and they're like, so when's your book coming out? Like they think it's this, this magical thing that happens. You finish writing the book and then it's a book and then it can be on a bookshelf and people can buy it. But it's a whole, there's a whole world behind that. There's a huge industry behind that. And there's so many different directions to go in Mm -hmm. um, when you're considering publishing a book. And I went the traditional route initially and I found that that, was a little bit of a difficult, long process for me. And I'm a very impatient person. I, I learned that about myself in the process. There's a, it's a, it's a kind of traditional publishing is a little bit of a, a waiting game. Okay. And I don't, I don't, I don't have time for that. So, right. you know, emotionally, psychologically, I don't know. A lot of the time I just don't. Um, and I've, I met some friends through the NaNoWriMo community, uh, near me, the local chapter, mm-hmm. and they were deciding to go in the, the self-publishing route. And I said, well, if they're going to do it, cause I had a lot of respect for them and I knew how hard they worked on their books and I knew how good their writing was. Okay. And it wasn't some like cop out, you know what I mean? Cause I think mm-hmm. there's stigma around that. Like, oh, my book's not good enough to be traditionally published. So I have to self-publish, you know? Mm-hmm. It's more of like, I don't have time to, for someone to figure out that this is good enough. <laughs> I already decided it is, and I'm going to put it out in the world. There you go. So, so, so yeah. Cool. So, and it's self-publishing itself is a whole other process where you sort of take the reins and you mm-hmm. do all the things. And you're juggling like 15 balls in the air at once. But for me, it's fun. Okay. I like it. <laughs> so is that like your main central career? Like you, you just a writer. Do you do anything else on the, like as a main job or? So yeah, for a long time, I've sort of been working with other uh, 
writers and people in the publishing industry and doing, I, I think I was sort of in the digital marketing space for a long mm-hmm. time. So I was doing a lot of copywriting. I was doing a lot of ghostwriting. I was a lot of freelance work okay. in that arena. Um, and I'm still doing it. I'm okay. still in right now. I'm working with a company and doing like a lot of their behind the scenes stuff. Very cool. Um, yeah. And so, and that's just sort of something I've just been doing for like a long time. Um, and before that I was teaching and it's just, you know, just that transition into working from home has sort of opened up this other like freelance world for me. Yeah. So. I like it. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, if you got an eye and you obviously got the talent, if you're working with these different people and, and, you know, you're working with the company and you really like, I feel like, um, cause I think, I think I've seen this a couple of times, but in general, like, I feel like when you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about like, the same thing every time you get up, then that's pretty much what you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So like for me, yeah, I wanted to do podcasting and that was like before the pandemic and I didn't get started because I didn't really have time. I was like, okay, I'm working, I'm going to school. So I was just like, "Uh, I don't really know when there's a good time to like record stuff. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, huh, well, I'm home a lot more now. So this makes this makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. And then I just, I was just like, all right, well, let me just get started and dive right in. And that was, I started in 2020 and now I'm three years into it. I mean, I, I know that there was like it, podcasting is not easy. I mean, it's easy in terms of just like, if you start recording and publish, then you're pretty much set. But if you want to like really dive in and have a, you know, a foot to stand on, like you want to be the next Joe Rogan kind of thing. You got to yeah. be consistent and push and push and push and publish and post and all this stuff. And so like after three years, I'm like, whoa, I need to like step up my game. So then this year I, I've been more consistent with my posting. I've reached out to, to like try and get guests on the show to try and, you know, get the feelers wow. out for more people to listen. And yeah, my show is not even like something that's super, specific it's more general it's it's about sports it's about nostalgia it's about you know um it could be about writing because i've i think i've mentioned <laughs> like my writing in 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 certain episodes or music movies anything i just i just love talking so <laughs> that's awesome yeah so i'm just like i'm that. getting there with it <laughs> it's funny because like podcasting is a is a large part of the the writing industry too um right and like there's writers talking to writers and writers talking to publishers and, you know, and mm-hmm. writers talking to people and promote. And it's so funny because I actually, I am literally trying to start a podcast also, but I yeah. am like, you know, from the conversation we had, I was like, Oh, it's Riverside. I've never heard of it. Like, <laughs> clearly <laughs> like a newbie. Um, and and yeah, so I'm, I was more of like, Ooh, I learned something new today. This is so There exciting. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always learning when it, with podcasting, cause it, I'm always like trying to figure out how people get where they are with everything. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe I could try that. And I try to, you know, do put my own spin on things. Cause I feel like a lot of ideas are just so recycled. It's like, all right, well, oh I don't God. need to. I don't need to claim this as mine. Like, oh, this is definitely my idea. I, I made this. And then I'm just like, oh, I mean, if everybody's using it and it works, then why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. I like it already. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely podcast and do like 
I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do, but I was like, if you, if you start, cause like for me, I want to get into the writing industry, like I was telling you. So like, if you were to talk about the steps or something and like, you know, I would listen, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, let me write this down. Let me, she's, she's got sure. good notes, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. I will tell anybody who listen the steps to self-publishing. Um, yeah. I'm the first person to say like part of the podcast that I want to set up. I, I want to have sort of a format that's very, open and like transparent about a lot of things where, you know, some things are kind of behind a paywall and you have to do like a ton of research before you know what to do. And you kind of spin your wheels a little bit and waste a lot of time, in my opinion, doing that. And that's, I feel like that isn't very fair to people who are just starting out. Um, Because there's, you always end up in that place where, you know, you make progress for a couple of years and you look back and you're like, I wish I had known this a year ago and I would have done a little bit more and been a little bit further along if I had known this, that, you know, and you're kind of in that cycle. Um, So if people want to know how I will tell them because (laughs) I don't want them to, you know, mess around sitting around, not knowing what to do and being like, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. Like I, that drives me nuts. I'm like, here, here's the information. Take it and run, like run as far as you can. So yeah. that's what I'm all about. So if you want to go through the steps. <laughs> I do. I do. I mean, we can I ha- talk happily if that's, you know, because <laughs> yeah. like I said, they always said the caveat of like, if mm-hmm. this is the direction you want to go in, don't feel mm-hmm. pressured to pursue something you're not 100% positive you want to do. Yeah. Um, so for me, I just decided like it, it was just really good in line with my personality. That's um, good. The, the steps. So. Very cool. So you said you, you were a teacher. What was that mm-hmm. like? I mean, you were a teacher and then oh, you're wow. like, all right, I'm, I'm working from home. I'm going to start writing now. In, in my other former life, I wanted to be a college professor. Okay. And I ended up a preschool teacher. I don't Ooh. know how that happened. I think well, I, I taught preschool to like put myself through school and yeah. I, and I decided I really liked that age group. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really rewarding and it was fun and I could be really creative and, um, I wasn't necessarily teaching the things I wanted to teach when I went to school, um, cause I wanted to teach writing. I wanted to be like an academic and I wanted yeah. to, you know, g- go that route. But, um, I just, there was something in this, in, in that where, uh, I did teach older age groups eventually, but there was just like a, a good like chunk of my life where I just enjoyed like just making like little kids like excited to learn, mm-hmm. <laughs> just seeing their faces light up, you know, and yeah. like singing songs to them and like reading books to them. And, and it, it got, I, I started to develop this like interest in like ensuring that children like had an interest in literacy mm-hmm. and that sort of kind of moved me into like older age groups of like teaching phonics and then, you know, teaching uh, like essay writing and, and then eventually book coaching and stuff. And then I sort of moved my way back into the writing industry and then, you know, what it all started with like A, B, C, D, you know. So uh, have you, have you thought of like writing children's books at all or? 
It's funny because I just had my daughter last year and (laughs) at a very late in life because people have been asked, you should write children's books. And it's so funny because I had zero interest in writing a children's book until I had a child and was just constantly writing, writing, reading them Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, you know, I get it. Like, I kind of get it. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to explain because... I sort of had this divided mindset of like, this is my writing. Like I was Mm -hmm. very serious. I was a very (laughs) serious writer years ago. Yeah. And going through the process of becoming published has seriously humbled me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have my, you know, ideas and I, I want, you know, I would just write very serious adult subjects. And I just didn't think I had it in me to like write for children. So, mm-hmm. but it might happen. It might, I've written in every other genre. So why not? <laughs> like, you, know, I, you never know. <laughs> you never know. I think, yeah. I think that, you know, yeah. Once you, once you've mastered the genres that you enjoy writing in, then you, you could literally write about anything. And I think that's yeah. pretty much what you've, what you've accomplished in, in your, in your career. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just try. I like to explore things yeah. and see where they take me. So, I never. If you had told me like twenty years ago that I was going to write a sci-fi novel, I'd have been like, "About what? <laughs> like, are you kidding?" <laughs> what? So tell, tell, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I know. I know. So, so you, you you mentioned the title of your book. What was the title of your book again? Oh, Starsick. Actually, I have my. Okay, so Starsick. What like what's your what's your favorite part of your own book? What what did you like the most about writing it? Oh. Um well the story uh the premise itself is kind of my favorite part because I took someone, put him in the future and then cr- took all the problems that are happening in the world now like pick something uh, and uh, said this is what it's going to be like in 2084. If uh-huh. things keep happening the way they're happening, okay. the trajectory of like the way social media has taken over our lives and the way sort of dictates how we interact with other people, how um, like people with neurodivergent tendencies like struggle in certain areas in that because they, they aren't, they don't fit the mold. I'll just leave it at that. So, (laughs) so my character, my main character, Lucy is an introvert and in 2084 introversion is illegal because she lives in an existence in which this overseeing sort of big brother, if you know what I mean, like Orwellian corporation has dictated that we all have to be as productive and social as the AI that they've created in order to keep up with them. Whoa. So. Okay. Yeah. Color me intrigued. I'm ready. (laughs) And she struggles with that because Uh she has a natural tendency to keep to herself Mm-hmm. Um, and she has the, I think one of the things that like, I don't know if it makes sense to a lot of people, but she has memories of being able to read like the concept of reading, but because, but reading as a thing and books have been eradicated from the okay. society. So yeah. she has this drive to do something that like doesn't exist. Whoa. And she keeps trying to like pull from her like past memories, like letters from the alphabet and stuff. But she doesn't know like what they mean. Anyway, I know it's a little strange, like I said, but uh, 
<laughs> no, this is this is good. I'm I'm like I'm ready to ask you to read an excerpt or something. I'm like, let me right. let me find out about Lucy's life real quick. What? And it's funny because like as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking about how all the little aspects of my life that we've discussed have like mm-hmm. influenced it. Because it's yeah. so funny. Like, uh-huh. that's just what happens, I think, in your writer brain is that you store all this information and it just like shows up in your writing. So yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I would say that's probably my my favorite part is writing that character and being like, this person exists. Like, yeah, yeah. So are you, are you like working on a sequel? You know, what's, what's going um, on there? Kind of. well, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, what I actually didn't have plans for any kind of sequel until I published. And everyone was like, you should write a sequel. <laughs> well, I, what I'm writing is I'm, I'm writing a prequel. Okay. Um, because I think some of the characters deserve a little more backstory and they mm-hmm. deserve like a little more to be more, a little more on the spotlight than the main character yeah. to kind of give them like an edge going into the story. Gotcha. Um, okay. But as far as a sequel, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe oh i gotta i gotta i gotta gotta read the book and find out the ending and then be like girl we need a sequel (laughs) or or like oh no this ended actually pretty well i I like the way the characters are wrapped up or i'm gonna be like girl we need a sequel (laughs) yeah i think i've even kind of like i think there night there needs to be a little bit of an epilogue even just to Mm. be like this this where they are now kind of thing (laughs) Yeah, we'll yeah, see. that's cool. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I know that with certain books, it would be nice for prequels. Like, um, so I'm, I'm reading. Well, I, this is kind of funny, but I'm reading the Drama High series. Uh it's a, it's a series about this one girl who she, she deals with like drama all the time. It's mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and, and while reading it, it's funny, but I'm like, oh my goodness, can, like, how does she get out of this drama? Why is she always in drama? I'm like, uh, duh, it's drama high. <laughs> um, kind of the point. And, <laughs> and she has, like, there's, there's several books in the, in the series. I think there's like seven or eight. And I think that it's really, like, the, the book itself is really geared towards maybe young, it's definitely geared towards young people. It's like, possibly for um, maybe junior high school or high school or something like that. Cause there's some, there's hmm. questions at the end of the book. And I, the, I started, <laughs> this is where it's funny. I started reading one of the books while I was in like junior high or high school. And then I fell off like, because I stopped going to the library and I'm like, yeah. I, I like, yeah. I want to start going back to the library because it's just an amazing place in general. You could, you can literally just sit and read and everything. Yeah. And um, I got my, I got this app on my phone, which I wonder if your book is on the app. See if I could find it. Um, It's called Libby. And so it's from, it's about the library and you could get books and, and read them on the app. So I was like, Oh, well, let me see if this book is still, is still relevant or still around. And lo and behold, it is. So I'm like, Oh, well now I can read it. And, um, yeah, I've read a few things via the app. I haven't had a solid book in my hand in a, in a long time, but that's how I've been doing my reading. And it's just funny. You're just like, yeah, I want to give this person a prequel. And I'm like, maybe as many of the as many of the books that came out for this drama high series, I don't think I ever got a prequel. Like how did they get to where they are? <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like for some reason, sometimes prequels are more interesting than sequels. I don't know. Like, um, because my characters, they sort of meet each other in a place where all the bad things have already happened to them. Mm -hmm. And this is who they are as a result, just grizzled and unhappy. (laughs) And I think in some ways, like maybe we need a little bit of a glimmer of who they were before their, you know, their souls were crushed. Um, (laughs) It's it's interesting. Like, I feel like if I were to read your book, I feel like, well, actually I I do really want to read your book, so I will definitely look for it. Um, I feel like, like, cause while you were talking, I'm thinking about like the, the series Divergent. And then I was like, wait, no, then I'm kind of feeling like, oh, like 1984, I think. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, you know, there's a, there, there was like, I was like, I've read all these of these. So I'm definitely most likely going to love your book. Is what I'm yeah, trying to say. The whole thing. Uh, I had someone recently just dis- describe it as Wizard of Oz meets Black Mirror. Oh. Okay. Okay. And so you, you have these fantastical elements of like being in this world that doesn't exist. And, um, it's almost like a metaphor for like a utopian existence Mm -hmm, that -hmm. people are still tampering with and screwing up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, because they're repeating the same mistakes. And, uh, that's a big part of it. And so you will probably get glimmers of like, oh, this feels like Oz, you know, because I feel like it's sort of like what I had in my head as like mm-hmm. the journey yeah. that the, that the, um, the main Thank character you. takes is kind of like Dorothy's journey, but a little mm-hmm. bit more updated and high tech and interesting, you know? Yeah. If you, if you get this book to, to become a movie, I, I like I like a call to right. come to see the premiere. I want to go to see the premiere. Sure. Yeah, I know everybody. Like I think some people even said it could it could be like a Netflix series. Yeah. That um, would be so cool. And yeah. I would ugh, I would love that. It's like my mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's sort of episodic that way too. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, it could be a movie. I don't know. <laughs> like I have control of I mean, yeah, every every movie is practice came from a book, as far as I can tell. So I think more than five people, five hundred people have to read it. I said five. I was going to say five hundred. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, more than five hundred people have to know about my book. That's the thing. It's like that's the self promotion part has been a bit of a slog, but um, okay, it's growing day by day. So, are you in like? uh groups and stuff like on oh, yeah. facebook or uh, okay. i could be in more places um mm-hmm. but i started out kind of slow because i i had this moment of like dread of like oh, oh. God, everyone hates it so oh. i like i like soft launched onto amazon and like didn't put it anywhere else oh okay. and then i slowly sort of like started giving copies away to people and being like can you read this and give me a review mm-hmm. and that's sort of has built a little bit of traction doing that um yeah so i know a lot of people mm-hmm. either have read it want to read it um already read it <laughs> um so yeah and that's just part of the process it's just sort of being like i even have a friend who's like i'm halfway through and i'm like okay <laughs> When did you? When did the book come out? When did it was? When um, it was I, technically, I released yeah, I like a very early version of it in April. 
So oh, okay. yeah, so it's like it's going to, it's probably going to see some changes too mm-hmm. over time because with Amazon you can like print I print on demand, so okay, I just sort of like update things. Like the the ebook is actually slightly different than the print version to get mm-hmm. people to like see, you know, it's different. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so and then you know I change the price a lot depending on like update. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all that fun stuff. Um, so it wow. may, the book may change again. Okay. In the year and be relaunched. Very we cool. Know. We don't know. I got to read it before you change it. So I can know, <laughs> I can see the difference. Oh my we don't know is a great strategy for marketing, <laughs> but I don't, I don't like to put all my cards on the table. I understand. Okay. <laughs> so, so with the self publishing, how, what, what is, what is like the first step for someone who wanted to self publish? All right. Well, everyone's going to tell you the first step is writing the book. And I disagree. <laughs> first, <laughs> no, for writing, writing and completing the book mm-hmm. is very important. Okay. However, it is very also important to make a lot of people aware that you're writing the book and mm-hmm. give them early versions and getting their feedback. Okay. Um. And getting as much feedback as you possibly can. Like to the point where you're like, I don't want any more feedback. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Like okay. that's enough feedback. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like one person telling you it's good, not enough. Okay. Um, okay. And you can do that. Um, there's groups online that you can share that writing with. You can you could have what they call beta readers. You can have critique partners, which do very different things. This is just a very important part of the process that I feel like I wish I had put more energy into, which is why I'm spending mm-hmm. so much time explaining it to you. No, um, this is good. I, I love it. <laughs> this is all while you're writing the book because oh. people will give you feedback that will change the course of the book sometimes, that will change the plot, that will give you more ideas, that will say, hey, I don't really like how it ended. Okay. You might, because you'd rather get that advice now than get it on on Goodreads when someone's had a bad day and stubbed their toe and then they come and read your book and they're like, I don't like how it ended. One star. <laughs> you don't want that. Okay. <laughs> Try to avoid that. It happened. <laughs> it happened. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah. You sound like you're speaking from experience. And I, okay, you are. <laughs> uh, from my own and from others, I know. It's just Goodreads. If you want a scathing, honest review of your book, put it on Goodreads immediately. Okay. Uh, Because people will literally, I'm not speaking, I'm just, I've read, I've read reviews where I literally was someone like, I wanted to burn my house down with myself and the book in it so that no one could ever have to read this ever again. Someone actually wrote that someone's book. Oh my gosh. So I'm just saying they're very honest. That's the word they like to use. That's, honest. That's good. Um, and that meaning that like when you get a five-star <laughs> review where someone's like, I loved every page, that that's a dishonest review and they're just being nice. Um, okay. Hey, <laughs> so okay. so nice. I'm going all over the place. I'm sorry. No, this is good. This is good. <laughs> this is a, there was a moment of therapy for myself. So um if you get all that initial feedback while you're writing the book and then you finish the book, mm-hmm. immediately send it to an editor. Like in, like yesterday, send it to an editor. Don't okay. Go. Okay. Because- Where do I find these editors? Where, where oh, are they? Oh, they're everywhere. 
first of all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You will find an editor simply by going on your social media and saying, hey, is anyone an editor? You'll find someone. Okay. I'm not okay. sure. No, there's lots of places you can go. And, and I, I know Reedsy is a good place. I use people on Fiverr because oh, I yeah. feel like they are skilled at what they do and they don't charge an arm and a leg. That's good. Yeah. Cause I've, I've, yeah. I've seen the website. They have a lot often, of the sticker shock of editing is, has often, I know, been a deterrent for people mm-hmm. and they, they skip that step and that's not a good idea. Okay. From my own experience, do not, because there's stuff in your book you don't know is in there until mm-hmm. someone else sees it and you're like, crap. This <laughs> is what it, that's what an editor's for. Okay. Okay. And the editor will give you really good writing advice too. A lot of times the ones I like are the ones that are like, hey, you know, um, you have a tendency to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's a way to not do that. Because mm-hmm. that way, you know, you're, you're not, you're doing your writing a disservice by making this particular writing error. And you can take that advice or you cannot take it. It's up to you. Um, okay. well, I did. I think some of the best writing advice I've ever gotten is from editors and not other okay. writers <laughs> because they just, they straight up will tell you and you're paying. Okay. That's why. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we go, like, we did beta readers. We did, uh, we did critique partners, which are really important. And we did finishing the book, getting an editor, and then make mm-hmm. sure it's formatted. Okay. That's a big step. Um, there's there's stuff you can use. There's softwares you can use that will format your book for you, which is like oh, life-changing. Okay. And they'll make it compatible with all the things where you want it uploaded and everything. So, um, And hopefully you have a bunch of people now waiting for your book to be published like please publish your book I want to read it you know because if you don't okay. have that you know yeah um, <laughs> but you could be writing and publishing for yourself which in my mind is a totally valid thing totally mm-hmm. valid um run out and find a great cover artist you can find someone on Fiverr I found Mibley Art which again they do amazing work sorry about the light but they do amazing work That's and cool. they don't cost a lot right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They might change their prices, but <laughs> I know if we, if you, if you keep promoting them, if you keep I talking know, about them, the people are going to go skyrocket. They're cheap. And then someone <laughs> goes on there and they raise their price $200. I don't know. Um, <laughs> at the time that I did this, it wasn't that expensive. It wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Let's just say. Okay. And um, they were cool to work with. They were prompt mm-hmm. and they did exactly what I wanted them to do which is nice, which is a big part of self-publishing to get Mm -hmm. your vision out there. Like, this is what I want my cover to look like. This is what Mm -hmm. I want. This is the type set of the words that I want. This is, well, you know, all that. And then you, so you have this thing that you've created. Now you have a cover, you have a formatted manuscript that's been professionally edited Mm -hmm. and you're ready to go. And an audience, those are the big three things. So you're a yeah. podcaster, you know, people, you know, people who know people like you're already in like, you know, a little bit of a, well, I'm sure you are like, you have a social media presence. So I'm pretty I sure. do. So, that's a huge thing, you know? Okay. Um, so like I said, if I would just say that the three big things and try your hardest to do them in that order instead of out of order, like I did, 
mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you'll probably be more, more successful than I was, but <laughs> no, 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 fine by I, me. I'm, I'm not going to hold anyone down, you know, I'm a huge procrastinator, so I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because like, I, for me, it's like, as soon as I had a list of what to do, I did mm-hmm. it. And it was like all the time I spent trying to figure out what to do was so much wasted time because people just don't tell you. They don't tell you what to do. They're just like, you should self-publish. Bye. You know? And you're like, okay. <laughs> but you didn't say hello. Come back. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And also you got to get over the ugliness of like people who are like, Ugh, can you just publish your book already? Just self-publish it. I don't care. Like, Make it, make it free and just put it out there. I guess it's, it's like, this is my life stream and it's just become this like, okay, fine, I'll do it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> don't do it for that reason, you know, like okay. have fun with it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. That is sure. some solid advice. I appreciate it a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. Um, so is there any other tips or, or any other things you want to say as we close out here? Other things to ramble on about. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I just go on and on. Um, I think this that always try to have fun with writing. Always be mm-hmm. creative. There's so many things in writing that kill creativity. And that's like my big mm-hmm. thing is, you know, writers are like a unique lot in which they they have these dreams and these visions and these it's like exciting ideas they want to get out in the world and then the rest of the world's like yep you have to do it like this and you have to do it like that it has to be perfect and you have to be in a box and we're just like no yeah we're not in a box anymore yeah Yeah. just keep saying no ew to the box that's my advice to writers I should, doing. I should title that as, as the pop podcast episode. Like, no ill to the box with chat with Amy. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what? What is yeah, she mean my box? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, th- thank you so much for that. Thank you again for coming on the show. I do appreciate it greatly. Is there any social media that you'd like to, to say right now that you could um, so, so for people to find you and to, to, you know, find your book and, you know, try and connect with you. Sure. So I'm all over Instagram right now. Um, okay. at Amy Ayers writes is my Amy Instagram Ayers handle. Writes. Not a huge fan of Twitter right now, but I am on there. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> I went to Instagram and then all of a sudden I was like, uh, so, okay. Say Say that all again. Amy um, Ayers, A-Y-R-E-S rights i'm gonna find you right now hold on oh there you are there i am i see the book i see the book i see it yay okay yeah there's all kinds of crazy stuff on there so um and (laughs) there's other i i put it i'm like sort of kind of promoting another book also right now but okay it's it's just i'm just kind of like you know dangling it like a carrot um (laughs) and yeah I'm that's mostly where I'm at is Instagram right now. Okay. Okay. No <laughs> Twitter or Facebook or anything like that? Not really. No. That's okay. You I know, just, just, just I'm very, very I I do what works, I think. Mm-hmm. So I sort of live there right now. 
Yeah, I think for me too, like my Instagram has been a lot better for me socially compared to like Twitter. And now they, I don't know if you heard, but there's threads now. Yeah, yeah, so I, just, like, I just saw threads. I'm like, whatever. There's so many things. So, I mean, I feel like with Instagram, I've been able to just have that centralized place where I could post my pictures and yeah, my stories yeah. and reels and things. So it's been, it's been a lot, a lot of good things have happened from Instagram. So, but I've, I found you and I followed you. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'll follow back. Yay. <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, thanks again for coming on and, uh, thanks for having me. I'm going to talk to my listeners now. We hope that you guys enjoyed the episode <laughs> and, uh, hope you guys check out her book and find her on Instagram at Amy Ayers writes. That's A M Y A Y R E S writes. W R I T. It's apparently hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it. First try. <laughs> I told you I am a writer. There you go. I like it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was great. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) It was such a pleasure to have Amy on the show and hear from a writer who has self-published and the journey it has brought her on. I'm so grateful to have had her on and I'm excited for her to create more books. In the next episode, I was so blessed to have another guest on the show who's also a writer, but this time, instead of sci-fi, will we talk about Black intimacy in relationships. It is quite the episode, and you'll definitely learn a thing or two about intimacy and how it's not just about what goes on in the bedroom. Check that out next. You won't want to miss it. If you like what you're hearing, please, um, I implore you to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and also share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with people who might be interested. And if you want, you could reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Katie Time Podcast. If you go into any of the links that I post, you can also send me an email if you want to be on the show. I am more than happy to have you on the show. So just give me a holler in any shape or form and we'll we'll work something out. So that concludes everything about this particular episode and get ready for the next one. As always, I'll catch you on the next one. Deuces!